Hi, this is Anthony Lighthall. Thank you for joining me today on this episode of From Dreams to Actions, where we talk about business goals, supporting positive energy, and following your dreams. On today's episode, we're going to talk about dress the way you want to be addressed. So let's dive into this really quick. It's basically about your overall image. How a couple questions to kind of think to yourself. When you walk into a room, how do you want to be perceived? What do you think people are saying about you before you even speak? When you leave that room, what do you think people are having a conversation about? Are you a person that walks into a room and people automatically know that you mean business? Or are you someone who doesn't seem like you really cared about the meeting or cared about your overall appearance and just kind of came in there like you just woke up and rolled out of bed? It's all about your image, everyone. And that's really important. And that's what I want to talk about today. As I said with the episode, dress the way you want to be addressed. Because the way you dress is how people are going to address you when they see you and when they talk to you. So that's what I want to dive into today on this episode and surrounding this topic. So basically, why does your image matter? A couple things. As people say, first impressions are important. You know, first impressions are very powerful and they're lasting. The first time someone meets you is that how you perceive yourself, how you carried yourself. They're always going to remember that. You know, that person was a good person. You know what? I remember the first time I met Rick and he just gave great eye contact. He meant business. He gave a firm handshake. He had clear direction. They're always going to remember that. Yeah, there's things in between uh, as time goes on, but they're always going to remember the first time that you met someone, especially when, you know, when you think about interviews. Hey, tell me about the first time you met, you know, this person. You know, sometimes if there's interviews with other celebrities and they're like, hey, tell me the first time you met, you know, this person. And they're talking about another celebrity and they kind of tell this story, you know, and if you think about it, if that first impression wasn't something that that person enjoyed or liked, they probably wouldn't stay friends with them or stay in contact with them or have them part of their network or, or as an associate. So your first impression is very powerful and it's very long lasting. When it comes to meeting someone, you know, for the first time, you know, that's when, and you know, both parties do this, you know, you start to form opinions, you know, about that person. Oh, I wonder how they're like, or, you know, maybe how they're presenting themselves or how, how they speak. You know, you can kind of tell where someone's from just with the slang or uh, the accent that they have, or maybe how they dress. You can kind of tell, you know, where they're from or, or just kind of like their swag, their personality. So people start to kind of, you know, make these impressions of you or, or perceive you in this type of sense, sometimes positive and sometimes negative. You just never know. It's all how you are uh, presenting yourself to a person that you may be meeting for the first time. You know, and it's not about being so superficial. It's not about being snooty or uppity or thinking you're better than someone. I think it's just a natural human instinct and just like a, a, a mind uh, set that we have where we kind of have that interaction with people um, and we're really trying to fill them out. We're really trying to figure out who they are and, and again, how they come across to us is helping us make these decisions and these interpretations 
of who they are as an individual as we continue to get to know them and you know just learn from their habits so as an example let's talk about you know a first date uh slash perhaps like a a job interview and your overall appearance with that um so let's focus on on a first date so this could be a blind date your friends are hooking you up you know your girls are hooking you up with somebody um this could be someone you met online and now you're just meeting them for the first time or you know maybe there's this this you know person that you know came up to you and you know uh you know you just really like you know how, how they came up to you and they asked you out on a date so now this is the first date you're really it's just you and them connecting and you're really getting to know this person and kind of take a step back and think about you know some first dates you had or maybe if you're married the person that you're married to your your significant other you know what was your first date and what did you like about them so take a step back and let's talk about the appearance part you know would you show up to a first date in a hoodie and sweatpants and house shoes you know it's like a lot of times people wouldn't show up like that because you want to put your best foot forward and you want to look presentable you know to that date to that person that you probably asked out or that person that you said yes to you know for this date so a lot of times when people are on the first date they're looking presentable you know a nice button-down shirt you know some nice uh you know pants or you know jeans ironed nice shoes you know you just you're looking good i know that's more for for the male uh for the men attire but ladies you know for putting on a blouse um you know a nice presentable skirt you know maybe some heels or some nice flats you know earrings some jewelry some bedazzle you know just something that make you to show your personality so you're really putting your best foot forward your your first impression and maybe this is how you dress all the time you always are like top notch you always just kind of have this type of swag about you and so you want that person that you're um potentially going to continue dating um if that goes to the next level to see this is who i am and this is how i dress and how i'm presentable um so just kind of think about that you know first date and you can kind of switch this over to an interview a lot of times people are in suits and um they're, they're looking just very presentable and very pressed you know with their shirts and things like that and their hair is a hair is well maintained etc so you know first date and first job appearance or first like a job interview your first appearance is very important and especially how you're dressing is very important as well um so your attire definitely sends a message to that other person that you are first meeting and they can tell a lot about you just by how you're dressing before you even say hello before they even get your middle name and you all start really chatting and getting to knowing each other you know just how you present yourself can really you know really kind of set the set the state the stage on who you are it's pretty much like a visual introduction um you know it shows your confidence your professionalism and also just your self-respect for yourself you know and people like to see that the self-respect is is leadership it's, it's confidence and if you have self-respect for yourself you're going to have self-respect for that person that you're going to be dating or for that business when you're in front of you know um chair uh you know chairman or chairwomen and you're trying to um develop a case for something so they know that you're going to have respect for yourself and also respect for this business as well so again example of first date you know first impression 
how would you come to a first date or how did you? Um, and then that job interview, you know, the job that you probably got or that you're still working at, how did you present yourself and how did you prepare yourself and, and be professional in, in your attire in that way? Let me give you an example going back into job interview. And this is an example uh, I'm sharing that happened with me. So I was in a transition from working. I was young. I was like, I think I was like 19. Yeah, probably like 1920. And um, I was transitioning from working in retail uh, in a retail store and then getting like an entry level job, uh, actually being a bank teller. And so I went for the interview. Long story short, I came there. My attire was khaki pants, a polo shirt. I believe it was red, and um, some some. They weren't gym shoes. They were actual um, dress shoes. And I came to an interview like that to uh, to work at a bank. And at the end of the day, I got the job. But my coworker, who I started working with, she and I'll hide the names and everything. But she was like, "Hey, you you." almost didn't get this job. And we were just kind of like talking. I was getting to know her and stuff. I was like, why is that? And she was like, well, because Jonathan wasn't going to hire you because of how you dressed. Like you came to the interview and she, and she remembers seeing me when I came to the interview. She was like, you came to the interview in khakis and a polo shirt. And she was like, he he almost wasn't going to interview you, but he kind of liked your personality and felt you could do the job. And, and now you're here. And that always stuck with me. And I was like, wow. And I'm happy she told me that because she could have just like kept that to herself. Like, there's no reason to tell me that I got the job. But that always stuck with me. And from that point going forward, I always made sure and still to this day, I always make sure to be very presentable. I like being top notch. I like looking very presentable and sharp. Um, you know, when I'm out or especially in a work setting or, or when I'm doing a presentation, I, I like to be clean and sharp. And I think it, you know, that has something to do with it, you know, when she mentioned that. And it goes back to the part of like dressing the part. You know, I didn't dress as if you could trust me with your money and your transactions. And I could talk talk you through balancing your checkbook, you know, back in the day when we were balancing through checkbooks and stuff, but, um, I didn't trust that part. I didn't dress. I wasn't like thugged out, but I wasn't like presentable. Like you're dressing, like you're going to, you're going back to retail, not to this entry level job where we wear suits every day and people are expecting to trust us with their money. And that it just stuck with me. And the thing is, I didn't know any better. I was young. I was coming from, you know, retail, which was my first job. I didn't really know how to dress for that. I was like, oh, it's just some, like another job, you know, and I was just trying to look for something, but I didn't know any better. And um, I almost didn't get the job because of just my attire, you know, because that it, it was transitioning. Now it was more professional, professionalism. Uh, but just wanted to kind of share that story in regards to a job at the young age of 19, you know, 20 years old and just that transition that I didn't know any better. But at the end of the day, my personality kind of got me the job. So, um, so continuing on here, I wanted to share some some tips on just overall appearance. I know I've been talking about, you know, how to dress and and things like that, and your first impression, nonverbal impression. But I want to talk about some other things too, just you as a whole, as a person, and grooming and being well manicured and things like that. So I want to get into that as well. So first thing is proper grooming. 
Um, so this is like your just your appearance, your your facial appearance, hair, you know, nails, you know, well maintained. If you're wearing open toe shoes, make sure your your toes are done right. You know, all of that because it's all about your personal hygiene. And so, you know, making sure your hair is well kept and and cut and styled very well. Um, you know, it's essentially putting together, you know, yourself as your own image. This is my image. This is how I wear my hair and this is how, you know, I take care of myself or I, I arch my eye, um, eyebrows, whatever it is, you know, as long as it looks very presentable and, and approachable as well, you know, for people. So I'd say number one is proper uh, grooming. Number two is just dressing presentable as I've been teaching about and, and talking about on this episode. And just, you know, dressing for that occasion. And I think that's very important. I'm going to get into this later on, but dressing for the occasion, because it shows that you have respect, you know, for yourself, but also for that person that probably put together this event, whatever that event is. So making sure that you're just presentable for that event or location, you know, that you're going to, um, you know, and it's about dressing for success, you know, whether it's at work or social gathering. Uh, or any type of event, it's really dressing, you know, for that part. And, you know, I talked about using the example of dating. I want to bring that back again with dating. Let's say you're more in an uh, inclusive relationship and you are, I feel when you go out together and you go out on a date with your significant other, your partner, you all should be complimenting each other. And what I mean by that is when you go out depending on, you know, of course, the, the event, you all need to be sharp because if I'm getting accompanied by my dating and going to an event, I want to make sure I'm looking presentable and making making that person look good and vice versa. So let me give an example with this. Let's break this down. Have you ever gone somewhere? Let's say you're at, I've seen this before. I was with a friend of mine who brought me to her company's Christmas party. And I looked at the dates of the other women that were there and some, you know, some of the guys, whether they were their friends, their dates, whatever, um, like the guy would be in like a polo shirt, probably with some Jordans on and some, I'd say some nice jeans. And maybe that's just how he dresses. Maybe he doesn't have a suit. That's fine. But then the lady or whoever brought him was like well put together, hair done, had the glitz and glamour, had the nails done, earrings, um, necklace. She was just a nice dress, probably brought a dress specifically for the Christmas party. And I don't know, I just kind of look like it's not balanced. Like he's not complimenting how she looks. She's on this level and he's right here where they're not like eye to eye, if that makes sense. And again, this is not about, oh, well, I can't afford a button down shirt. I can't afford nice shoes and things like that. No, it's not about that. It's not about being snobby or thinking you're better than anyone, but you need to compliment your partner. You need to compliment who's bringing you to a certain event. And using that Christmas party is, is very good because now these are probably people he doesn't know, but of course these are her coworkers. So like I said, re, re con subconsciously um, make assumptions or, or, you know, when you walk into a room, depending on how you're dressed or how you're presenting yourself, 
people start to talk. People start, they may want to get to know you more. They're probably thinking you're this way and then they start talking to you and you're totally different than what they perceive because of your image, how you are um, presenting yourself. So again, I think that's really big and I always try to do that is compliment your partner. When you're going out somewhere or even with friends, if you know that friend dresses sharp, hey, try to try your best to be on that level. You don't have to go out there and buy a new outfit and all this other stuff. But if you got some nice threads in your closet, bust them out because you want to make sure that you all are look you all are in sync and you all are complimenting each other when it comes to being presentable, when it comes to your attire, when it comes to your dress. So I just wanted to share that example about the Christmas party and you know, and this could be, you know, I'm picking on the on the dudes, but it's because I see that more with the guys um, versus like the ladies that are look like they just woke up out of bed and then the guy's like in a three-piece suit. It's very rare you see that. It's more like the guys <laughs> just woke up and then the ladies like really took their time to put themselves together for that, you know, hour to two hours to get ready for this event. So guys, we got to step it up. So next one is good hygiene. So hygiene i'm just going to talk about scents so there's odors there's something called an odor and there's something called a scent an odor i that's not good you don't want to have an odor <laughs> you don't want to go into a room where you leave the room and people are like did you smell what they smell like like no that's an odor you want to have a scent and i believe everyone needs to have some type of scent like a signature scent oh that that's cynthia Yep, she's wearing that perfume. That that's her. That's her. That's her perfume. Or oh, that's Jake. He's always wearing that that cologne. I know Jake's coming. I Jake's been here. He's been in this cubicle, hasn't he? Because he always has that scent. I know that cologne. That's Jake's cologne. So you want to have a scent. You want to make sure you have a scent that is not overbearing. Because you can sometimes, when I was young and experimenting with colognes, I put too much on and put it on my shirt. I didn't know certain pressure places to put certain scents on your body so that it wasn't overbearing and offensive but um you want to have a scent some type of perfume ladies some type of cologne fellas um and again you don't want an overpowering word that scent which is smells really good on you can be overpowering unoffensive to someone who's smelling it because it's just too much and people may have uh sensitive uh, smells, you know, just sinus, I guess, you know, they could be sensitive to smells, but <laughs> going back to the odor, you don't want to be that person that has the odor. You ever like talk to someone and you're in close quarters with them and it's just like, you got to back up. Like you feel like your nose is like bleeding or your eyes are watering. It's one of those, it's like, God damn, like, Oh my goodness, like that type of smell, you don't want to be that person, you know? So <laughs> make sure that you have some type of scent, experiment with different scents because, hey, you smelled a scent on Chris and he told you what cologne he has, you put it on yourself and it smells totally different. So because of certain body scents and I guess just what your body, you know, um, sends off or whatever, it's going to smell different. So experiment with different sense and probably bring somebody along and be like hey does this smell good hey what do you think about this you know is it masculine is it too feminine enough you know is it flirty you know so have somebody not just a salesperson they're going to sell you anything but bring somebody you know with you to really uh smell those scents and i would probably do you know opposite you know if you want uh to attract ladies you know 
bring a lady with you to smell the scent. If you want to attract a guy, bring a dude to, you know, smell those uh, scents with you in that cologne or perfume. So check that out. So uh, scent is very important. So that's just part of your overall hygiene. You should always have some type of body scent uh, on you. Um, next is posture and body language. And these are nonverbal. Uh, I'm gonna give an example with this uh, when it comes to um, going back to a, an example with interviewing, but posture and body language is so nonverbal because you don't have to speak to slouch down or to be on your phone and look like you're not engaged or not to have eye contact. You're on a date and you're looking at the other girl that just walked in, you know, with that nice dress on, you know, it's like, it's all body language and people pay attention to that. And good body language really shows a couple of things. You know, when you're standing tall, when you have good eye contact, you know, a nice warm smile, all of that, you know, breaks down like being welcoming, being approachable, uh, showing confidence. Looks like this looks like this person's a leader, you know, someone who is, uh, you know, holds themselves accountable and takes their time, you know, to really have this poise about themselves, you know, so body language and posture, all of that, it plays a key role. So really be conscious of that. I think sometimes we get relaxed or, you know, sometimes we don't have that eye contact that, that we need to. Maybe we're shy. You know, maybe it's something you just need to work on, which is perfectly fine. But if you can identify it, it's something you can work on. So body language and posture, really, really uh, focus on that as well when it comes to you presenting yourself. So here's the example. This is going back to interviewing. Um, I would interview people. I, I work in human resources. And so I would interview people, you know, in the office, in person. And I pay attention a lot to nonverbal cues. I pay attention to body language, your posture, especially depending on what type of position it is, depending on who you're going to be reporting to or what um, direct reports you may have. Depending on that job, I'm really looking at can this person not just do the job, but, you know, are they a good fit? you know, for that position uh, or what have you. So nonverbal cues. So with interviewing certain people, you know, I look at if you're very comfortable or too comfortable, I should say. I want you to be comfortable. You don't have to be so, you know, robotic. But sometimes people are too comfortable where you're hanging out, kicking it with me on the couch. And it's like, no, you're still at a job interview. There's still a level of professionalism here. Uh, maybe you're chewing your gum. Maybe you uh, are very fidgety and nervous because I'm asking you a question and you're probably lying, you know, uh, during during those different ticks that you're doing or, or fidgeting uh, or trying to come up with an answer and you're not giving eye contact. So a lot of those things I will look at and evaluate while I am interviewing and asking certain questions. But again, that goes back to nonverbal cues of body language and also and also your posture as well that really shows that you have the confidence um, you know, to do that job and, and you can definitely, uh, you have respect for yourself, which in turn, you're gonna have respect for others. The next thing and uh, the last thing here I wanted to share was uh, being mindful of your surroundings. Now, I kind of mentioned this in the, in the beginning with some of these, I gave that example about the, the Christmas party. So that's, a process a th keep that in mind with being mindful of your surroundings and i'm gonna share a couple of examples so being mindful of your exam of your surroundings means understanding the context of where you're going or like the theme of 
where, where you're going to or like the location. So let me break it down. A networking event versus a baseball game. Networking event. Hey, it might be a, a company networking event. There's other people coming in from different companies. Um, or maybe it's just a, an, an open networking event with professionals. You're rubbing shoulders with certain people. This person's a CFO. This person's an account manager. This person, you know, works in HR. This person is in um, in IT and cybersecurity on all different levels. So it's more of a professional type of event. So there's a certain level of professionalism and a uh, a level of um, how you're going to present yourself to people that you're just meeting and you don't know who's in the room from large to small. So, you know, just keeping it professional. The baseball game, hey, you might be with some coworkers, there's beer, you know, you all are real relaxed, got your hat turned back, you're cheering for your team, you're yelling. It's a fun atmosphere, but it's a different type of surrounding. It's a different type of location that you're at. So you have to have that type of mindset. Another one, another example, workplace versus a bar. So at the workplace, you know, I don't care if you're in manufacturing. I don't care if you are a custodian. I don't care if you are in a high rise in New York. There's still a level of professionalism when you're at the workplace. So you need to act a certain way around people, around coworkers, around your managers, etc. versus at a bar. Hey, there's no co-workers there. You're trying to talk to the girl across the bar. You see the cute guy over there. Um, you're with your friends. You all are talking guy talk. Hey, it's girls night out. You're chilling. You're taking shots. It's a different atmosphere. You can loosen up a little bit more, a lot more at a bar. So workplace versus bar, different mindset, different location. Last one I'll share with you. A ceremony versus a social gathering at someone's home. Ceremony, I'm giving an example. We can say, again, the Christmas party. We can say a wedding. We can say uh, a 50th um, wedding anniversary, you know, for someone, for a loved one. You know, it's a different type of atmosphere. It's a different type of location and event that's getting hosted versus a social gathering at someone's house. Maybe it's a Friendsgiving. Maybe it is you know, a holiday party and you're invited by a friend, you know, so it's a little bit different, you know, type of atmosphere and event, you know, with let's say a ceremony, which is probably a little bit more uh, formal versus a social gathering at someone's house, depending on that event or that theme that they are, um, that they have put together and promoted, you know, for that event. So just kind of keep that in mind. I want to share those examples because they are opposite, but it's a different type of mindset that you have to have when you're in a different type of surrounding. So there is a time, there is a time to be comfortable. I'm not saying you need to always be uptight and wearing button down shirts and always have a nice blouse and having stockings and wearing four inch heels, six inch heels. No, no, no. It's not about that. It's just, it's, it's about a time to be comfortable when you're in your pajamas, when you're just at home and you're in your house shoes or slippers. Um, and then there's a time when you need to be formal. You got to step it up a little bit. If you don't have a suit, go out and, and buy one, go to the thrift store, start small, and then start going to, you know, bigger stores and finding those suits. If you don't have nice, you know, high heels, you know, start 
maybe borrow some from someone or, or buy some off of your friends who aren't wearing them and they have all this whole closet full of shoes you know just start small just start building that attire where if you are going to be in more formal type of settings where you are ready you know to present yourself in that way and dress the way you want to be addressed and adapting to those surroundings and showing consideration you know for others and especially within different social dynamics so overall you want to i always like to tell people you want to be a chameleon you want to be a chameleon you want to be at the ball game and hang out with the boys or you want to go to a networking event and rub shoulders with a C, uh, CEO of a new startup. You want to talk, you know, to somebody who's a director in IT, but you also want to go to that friendsgiving where there's another friend there, and you all have a favorite sports team. So be a chameleon. Know how to kind of navigate, you know, through different events, through different locations and and surroundings. Uh, get out. Of, that's again getting out of your comfort zone, which I talk about quite a bit on this podcast, and I've done uh, in previous episodes. But getting out of your comfort zone and really being able to navigate is really key here. So before we wrap up, um, a couple of things I wanted to share. As we all have heard the term, you know, dress for success or dress the part. You know, think about it in this way. You know, how would someone react to you in a casual? Uh, not a casual setting, but casual clothing, hoodie, sweatpants, you know, uh, wearing some Air Jordans with a baseball cap versus you're in a three-piece suit or you're in a really nice, uh, a really nice dress, you know, with some nice, with some nice heels. There's going to be a different type of conversation that someone's going to talk to you about or that you're going to approach someone about if you see them dressing in a different type of attire. Me personally, when you see me, you're the first thing you're not going to say is, oh, I want to talk to Anthony about the gossip that I heard last week. Or who's who has the best ver- uh, the best rap verse or rap beef? No, no, no. You're, I want you to come to me where you're talking about stocks. We're talking about investments. We're talking about your financial portfolio. I'm talking about a business that I'm, I'm building. I want to know what context you have because I'm having a pain point in something that I'm trying to build, or maybe there's a weakness that you have and I can share some resources or connect you within my network. I want you to approach me because I'm dressing the way I want to be addressed. And that's in a professional manner. That's in a formal manner. And that's in a manner where I'm not going to be uptight with a stick up my ass. No, we're going to be talking about some rap beef, but I want you to have that conversation with me where it's like, we can talk about a 401k or should I invest in a Roth IRA or traditional IRA and knowing what those terms mean. So I want people to come correct. And if I do, I need to show that respect for myself. And that's how I'm going to direct. That's how I'm going to present myself. And that's how my attire is going to accompany me in my personality as well. So let's conclude this really quick. Um, You know, think of your image as how you want to convey people on how, how they should perceive you you know how do you want to um convey yourself at when you step out of the home maybe when you're going to a grocery store maybe when you're going to an event maybe when you're going to class you know how do you want people to to uh know who you are and how you are you know and really confronting 
you know, those societal standards or maybe those stereotypes. You want to break some of those stereotypes. Um, so really just kind of be mindful of that. Be mindful of this message and how you want to perceive yourself, you know, out there in the world. And always remember that someone's watching you. You know, no matter your race, your religion, your whatever community you're part of, you're representing that community. And that community is watching you and they are in a way expecting you to kind of pave that way or to represent them in a certain way where it's not always about stereotypes. Yeah, there are stereotypes out there and some of them are true, but you want to perceive yourself in a in a in a in a nice light, in a good shine. And so always remember that someone's watching you and always remember that you are representing your community and representing them or you should want to represent that community and represent them in a positive in a positive light. Um, so again, you know, keep shaping the world, keep shaping your image one step at a time. I hope that this was helpful. I appreciate you all rocking with me on this. I think it's so important, you know, dress the way you want to be addressed. Always remember um, to like, share, subscribe, uh, comment on this if you're watching on YouTube, and always remember to follow your dreams.